behind the fifth cheese? Is it because there's there's no cinquo, cinco, cinco stagioni? There's only quattro stagioni. I think I always think that um, laughter is overrated. I say, yeah, yeah, hold it in, focus on what's happening. Live in the moment, you know, don't distract yourself. If you're giggling work too to much. Be done. I used to do the big laughs, people rolling around on the floor giggling, and I realised they weren't concentrating on what I was saying. <laughs> so I eased off. I eased off on the comedy. <laughs> The only thing I have to watch out for is the uh, the glare. Look, I, you see, if I'm a professional, I'm like that. But if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm like that. Can you see what I mean? So well, I, glare. Well, my mum bought me a ring light, and now there's a giant ring in my glasses. And to be honest, I don't know whether it's going out live on BBC or whether you, you're lucky to hit double figures, and therefore it's important that we enjoy ourselves. Never mind. Um, the... Although, ah, although well. acknowledging the pain in life lets you appreciate the beauty. So maybe this can be painful and that's good. This is probably why they put good looking people on the the reception at the dentist. <laughs> you just take the pain while you're in there and then enjoy the beauty yeah. on your way out. <laughs> yeah. It's like a metaphor for life. A lot of dentists tell me that's why they got into it for, for the metaphor. Yes. And the cheap drugs. It's a shame we weren't recording that. That'd probably be the best bit. My comedy is like double decker buses. There's a bloke on the bottom deck charging you to get on. You know what? I haven't seen a double decker bus in quite a while. Could what that be also be the metaphor? Yeah. Uh, my mate, he was into, um, what's that branch of mathematics? Hold on. Uh, binary science, binary science. He got sacked on his first day. He was supposed to catch the number six, but he caught the 110. That's the best joke on the internet. We could right actually now. provide a fact sheet, a PDF fact sheet with that one. And it could yeah, be yeah. linked to homeschooling. Are so, you in character so now? Is this? Are you in character right now? Oh, that's a good question. The problem <laughs> is, that myself, Steve Coogan, and Al Murray. We're like, um, we're all, we've all got the same problem. Um, number one, we're incredibly funny. Number two, we're well respected by the comedy world. And number three, we have trouble knowing when we're in character and, and not in character. But I think Ian's a bit, he's a, he's a little bit more, I like to let him down, so he's a bit more Yorkshire. He's from Sheffield. Uh, uh, Ian Crawford is from the Sheffield office of the Steel and Cutlery Manufacturers, Allied Trades, Industries and Guilds Association, Sakmatiaga for short. We've now got an internet website if you want to find out more. So that's Ian. Ian is Ian's a bit more... So there is a danger sometimes that I can slip out of character, but my worry is, well, not worry, my experience is whether I wear a wig, whether I'm waving cutlery around or not, people are still laughing wherever I go. And I, I don't even believe in funny bones. 
I think it's more of a funny brain. I mean, I can't imagine the bones are thinking up this stuff. They're too busy working on holding the body up. I think science has proven it's the brain that does the work. <laughs> and, and by the way, that's the brain. That's just next to the mind part of the body inside the skull. That's what I read anyhow. <clears throat> yeah. All good stuff. When does it start? What do we do when it starts? <laughs> I don't know if it started. Yeah. Ian, Ian, you've got the you've got a um got a filter on the I was just trying to just just trying to reduce the glare. I've clicked something. This can I just say, this is definitely me. I'm I'm not a lion. It's me in Crawford. This I'm not a lion. It's it's me in Crawford. You, you just need to turn off the the filter. Just turn off the filter. You've got a filter on. I don't, I don't think I don't think I know how. But if we just carry on, just bear in mind it's me Ian Crawford and and I'm not I'm not a lion. Oh oh oh. Hold on a sec. I think I've got it. Is that, is that it? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, nice. That'll do. Actually, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I'm not sure. I do know how to turn it off. We, we were, we were mucking about there, but has it gone? It's me. Anyway, no. can you tell it's me? <laughs> we might just have to. We might just have to carry on. It is me. I can prove it's me. <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> it's on the screen, but whenever I move my head, it, it, it moves at the same time. I can't seem to escape. Hang on. I've got lots of questions. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Fifth Cheese. Um, now, uh, this podcast is about the conversations we don't have, but we should be. Uh, we speak a lot about um, being COVID secure nowadays, and rightly so, um, but are we cutlery secure? I'm delighted to be joined by my um, first guest of the new season, uh, Mr. Ian Crawford. Uh, uh, welcome, Ian. Ah, uh, can I just check with you? Uh, am I on on that side, uh, or am I on that side? It, which side are you on? I I can't work it out. Uh, you're you're actually above me, but I've got my window um, in between, maximised and minimised. This is good. It's important we check this sort of thing. And I realise you can always edit stuff like this out. But uh, hello, thank you for welcoming me on board. I don't know if my name will appear in the recorded video. I hope so, but my name is Ian Crawford, and it's the traditional spelling of Ian, I-A-N, if anyone is making notes. And that's Crawford, C-R-A-W, Ford, as in the car. Uh, yeah, I work up at the Sheffield office of the Steel and Cutlery Manufacturers, Allied Trades Industries and Guilds Association, Sekmatiaga for short. We've had a pandemic. Um, how has that affected your work? Pandemic? No one told me. The, um, it has affected my work in that thing once, think twice, 
think fork, spoon and knife. Think three times, think four times. Watch out for the COVID. It doesn't scan as well, but we have added it on. <laughs> and uh, we've also insisted that people not only use hand sanitizer for their hands, but we've been selling tubs of spoon, fork and knife sanitizer. It's, it's like hand sanitizer. It's only a little bit more diluted. And uh, I tell you what, not only does it kill 99% of your viruses, your cutlery comes up smashing. Have, have you, you not got a dip? No, you have go. you ever been to a greasy spoon cafe? I have, I have. Well, listen to me. If you've got a greasy spoon, polish it, clean it, dry it off. Because in fairness, a greasy spoon is one of the most dangerous cutlery items you can handle. One minute it's in your hand, it's in your hand next minute it's flying across the cafe and in somebody's eye socket. <laughs> so that's, that's it. But the pandemic, we've been on the furlough, but I've been doing a lot of uh, workshops, safety workshops, using the Zoom. Which is what we're using and, today, actually. Yeah, we, we also use a bit of different software. It's called Doom. It's like Zoom, it's just the lighting's a bit gloomier. Now, for those of the list, those who are just listening, they won't have a clue what's going on. No, for those who no. are watching, I'm trying to avoid the glare. Look, there's the glare on the glasses. There's the glare, and there's the no glare. Glare, no glare, glare, no glare. So, did you have anything you wanted to know? It's been busy. We've been on the furlough, a few of us. But I've been doing the training workshops. They put me down onto short time. I'm only on three days a week, so I've had to get some uh, extra work. I've been doing a bit of health and safety with Pets UK. Pets Safety UK, keeping pets and their owners safe since early 1980s. Uh, <laughs> and the good news is I can combine both jobs in one because I can warn people about the dangers of tripping over the dogs in the kitchen and making sure the cutlery drawer is shut. So that's, if anything, I know a lot of people have been struggling and suffering and it's not to be made light of, but I think uh, I probably, I'm probably a winner as far as this uh, virus is concerned. Have you had your jab? Well, let me put it like this. <laughs> I have no underlying health conditions. And unfortunately, I'm still in the 18 to, to 63 age bracket. So they've not got down as far as me yet. But I've said to them, don't muck about. Give me one in the left, one in the right. I'll have them both on the same day. I'm not bothered. Okay, two questions. One what topic. The egg right. and spoon race. <laughs> is it safe... And should we decutlerize our educational institutions on sports day? Well, who knows? The government are doing what they can to make sure that all lockdown measures will have been lifted by the middle of June. And the main reason for that is so that our young kiddies, yes, they've missed a year of schooling. Yes, they've missed a year of socialising. But the government are dead keen to make sure these kiddies do not miss the egg and spoon. 
And we at the um, Steel and Cutlery Manufacturers, Allied Trades Industries and Guilds Association, Sack Matiaga, are very keen and supportive of the egg and spoon race as long as everybody within the organisation and the kiddies taking part have all had their training. Please remember, yeah? Where is it? There it is. Only a spoon. Only a spoon. That is only a spoon, but I was going to remind you, but only a fool breaks the one spoon rule. You see some kiddies trying to show off one, one spoon in one hand, one spoon in the other, trying to lift an ostrich egg or something daft. <laughs> Please, for goodness sake, one spoon per kitty, one hen's egg. And we recommend, depending on the age bracket, if they're four to seven, start them on a small egg. If they're seven to nine, medium. And if they're 10, 11 or 12, we reckon, to be honest, they've grown out of it by then. And that's it. Stick to the hen's egg. Go free range if you can, by which I'm talking about the chicken, not the kids. Yeah, it's, that's not deviating from the lane itself. That's... That's okay. right. Oh, stick, stick to your lane. And we also prefer, although, of course, you can race kids. We prefer it if you race the kids one at a time and uh, just do uh, best time, best time of the day. But, yeah, uh, yeah spoon, we, we, we are fans of the egg and spoon race, <laughs> except there was one school. What's about this? What's about this? You won't believe it. Mind you, it was down south and nothing surprises me about that lot down there. Listen to this. Down near Winchester, there was one school. I think it was one of these poshos, and they um, they were using trying to use plastic spoons. Have you ever heard of anything so daft? Hey, they, they were reckoning that plastic were uh, safer. If the kid and I said you're joking, aren't you? <laughs> plastic is drastic. Keep it real with steel. And uh, I've sent them a I've sent them a training pack, and I've got a workshop booked in with them week on Wednesday. In curling, um, good sportsmanship and politeness are essential. Uh, congratulating opponents and abstaining from trash talk are part of what's known as the spirit of curling. Do you think there should be a spirit of dining? Oh, I like it. I like it. Well, I certainly think the chitter chatter is overrated. Yeah. Um, I don't agree with having your phone at the table either. You need to be focusing on the job in hand, by which I'm talking about your cutlery. Not only do you need to check it's in the right place, you need to check your elbows are out of the way. And remember, if you do leave the dining table for an emergency, maybe there's been an Amazon delivery or you forgot to record your favourite programme on TV, remember, never leave a fork unsupervised, yeah? Uh, if you do have to leave the table, just remember, don't be a clown. Turn that fork down, thus minimising the likelihood of a prong-related injury. It's easy to remember. I think probably, Damon, people listening would appreciate it if you joined in. See if you can say it in time. I just need the last word. Here we go. Don't be a clown. Turn that fork. Ah. Upside down. Wow. Well, you see, the problem there is you've added your own extra words in, and by the time you've done that, <laughs> there's been an accident. Listen carefully, and we'll do it one more time. Don't be a clown. Turn that fork, fork down. No, down. There's no upside. <laughs> just down. Because if you start putting the word upside, people are like, upside? Ups, upside? What's the upside? You just need down. People understand down. Yeah, listen. Uh, one of the first words that people learn when they're learning English. <laughs> you know, when you're learning a foreign language, it's all yes, no, hello. But when people learn English, down. First word they learn. There we go.
Don't be a clown. Turn that fork down. Down. Good, good. We're getting there. Thank and that's you. I think I'll use a spoon, if I'm honest. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, my friend. Uh, there's only so many things you can eat with a spoon. I had one very sad case recently. I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear an ambulance going past? If anyone can, I must apologise. Uh, we, uh, you might what, think... What, is it, what is it to do with you in, in some way? Well, I live near the hospital. I'm kind of like I'm on call, to be honest, because if in A&E they get some some youth, middle-aged folk, or an elderly person with a teaspoon stuck God knows where, they'll usually get me in for advice. And if not, I'll take a photo and I can include it in my workshop to warn other people in future, thus minimising the likelihood of uh, future accidents. But, uh, yeah, don't use a spoon. We had one sad case, young young lady. Um, it was Valentine's Day not long ago, and her, her partner, her boyfriend, left her after four and a half years together. And um, he took all his clothes, he took the uh, the dog, and he, he emptied the cutlery drawer, left her with nothing. What about that? And uh, the only thing she had was one small teaspoon in the bottom of the washing-up bowl. And uh, the point I'm making here is... There's only so many food items and foodstuffs you can eat with a spoon. She's been living on jelly, custard, and chocolate mousse for the last week or so. Chopsticks. They're not the answer, my friend. Although I have been in touch with my counterpart over there in China. He's got a tough job. I try to warn people about the dangers of cutlery. He warns people about the uh, dangers of chopstick. Now, it's not, a, it's not an exact translation, but basically, his catchphrase is, don't be a dipstick, take care with your chopstick. And it works. He's got a devil of a job. We're trying yeah, to... Two of them. We're trying to swing them over to using um, a knife and fork. A fork and spoon would be a start. You can say what you like. I mean, I'm not having a go, and they're our friends. And, you know, at the end of the day, if that's his culture and that's his uh, society's choice... But flipping heck, have you ever tried to eat sweet and sour chicken with chopsticks? Well, this is true. Um, they are doing a lot of monitor. <clears throat> they are it? doing a lot of. <clears throat> they are doing a lot of monitor. <clears throat> I can't say the word monitor. What is it that your brain's trying to tell you to say? Do you, does I'm I'm trying to say it say it through my bones. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Um, what is it? Okay. They're doing a they lot are, of monetizing. Money, money. No, they're doing a lot of moni monitoring. They're doing ah. a lot of monitoring. Oh, um, yeah. People. Now, oh, do yeah. you think the government, the Chinese government, do you think that's directly related to the chopstick safety thing? Well, it's interesting you should ask that. Um, it's probably not got anything to do with it. But as far as the monitoring is concerned i'm a i'm a big fan i've got myself one of these chinese xiaomi phones i've got it i've got everything turned on and uh, if i if i go for a walk and i get lost in the local wood or i end up in a in a muddy bog and i can't get out then um I, at least i know that, that somebody knows where i am think uh, once think twice be friends with our friends <laughs> who eat rice like rice it Cutlery of the Bronze Age in Egypt was made from ivory and Roman silverware was made from bronze. Does it need to be this confusing? Well, 
I'm glad that you've been reading up on your history, by the way. And one thing's for sure, cutlery has been with us for many years, ever since the Big Bang and the dawn of civilization. Man, and indeed woman, have extracted, <laughs> extracted materials from their surroundings to build, craft, and create. They may build shelter, they may build a wheel, an axe, a sword, and sometimes much later, the digital Fitbit watch. But there is no doubt that back in the times of history, as soon as they perfected the extraction of metal, let's face it, it's not easy, heating up all that soil and then boiling it off and pouring it into a mould. But as soon as they had extracted, worked out how to extract metal, it was not long before cutlery was born. And my friend, mealtimes have never been the same since. Eh? What about that? And uh, Shakespeare had a lot to say about cutlery. Oh, 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 you have a look. The fork is mentioned uh, at least uh, ooh, a few times. The spoon is mentioned eight times and the knife is mentioned many, many dozens of times. Uh, so uh, Shakespeare had a lot to say about cutlery. And uh, these days, cutlery is seen very much as an everyday item. But this is the problem. The young folk look at cutlery like, like, it's, like it's just water or like it's a leaf, or like it's an ant. Well, it's not. It needs to be treated <laughs> with more respect. Would you eat an egg with a fork? Let me have a think about that one. Let me have a think, because I know it's a trick question, and if this was an interview, you would expect me to ask you the obvious question. Is it an ostrich egg? An emu egg, an oil, an oil egg, an owl's egg. <laughs> is it an oily egg? Has it been fried? And by the way, when you do fry an egg, for goodness sake, make sure you crack the shell first. No point deep frying a whole flaming egg. <laughs> Not unless it's battered. Uh, so would I use a, what was the question? Would I use a fork? Uh, I'm not sure, really. It depends what type of egg. If it was a fried egg, for goodness sake, I'd use a knife and fork and have it on a plate with a bit of ketchup. If it's a boiled egg, which I think you may have been uh, perhaps thinking of, but you weren't clear in your question, then um, I would put a bit of salt on the top, maybe a bit of butter, and get the old teaspoon out. Ideal for the job. So the, the answer to your question really is, Use the appropriate cutlery item for the job. If you don't know the cutlery item, download the PDF fact sheet from our website, steelandcutlerymanufacturers.org, and look it up. What percentage of driving offences can, can be linked to inadequate cutlery safety? This is interesting. You should raise this because, of course, the government have been warning <laughs> the public about drink driving for years. I think we've got the message, eh? If I'm feeling squiffy, I'll sleep it off before I jump in the jag. But when it comes to cutlery, people have got a bit fast and loose. Please do not use cutlery at the wheel. We say steer clear of steel at the wheel. Now, you might say, isn't it obvious? <laughs> yes, but if only Beryl had heeded our message, she didn't, yeah? Unfortunately, she didn't see the fork in the road, see what I've done there, but the fork in her hand had no trouble finding a major artery. She was dead within 
minutes. As I said to her husband, when he came to get her belongings, if it's any consolation, she probably wouldn't have felt a thing. Obviously, there would have been an initial four-pronged stabbing sensation, followed by the sound and impact of shattering glass. But once she slipped into unconsciousness, she would not have felt a thing. So I often forget to put a dishwasher on. On uh, So I like to apply what the um, 17th century uh, poet George Herbert said, um, in particular to approach the same old corner or munch munch. Um, I am paraphrasing slightly, but the quote is, do not wait. The time will never be just right. Start where you stand and work with whatever spoons you may have at your command and better spoons will be found as you go along. What do you make of that? Well, have you heard the expression, a right Herbert? Yep. Yeah. Where do you think it came from? Have a guess. In fairness, what it meant was he was right. Herbert was right. He was a right Herbert. And uh, he's right. Um, I can't quite remember what you said, but whatever he said about <laughs> spoons, the right spoon will come along. They say there's somebody for you. If you're single, don't give up on love. There'll be somebody for you on this planet. Yeah. And if you've got a meal or a food substance that needs eating, we say there'll be a cutlery item for you somewhere on this planet. Just make sure you choose the right one. I'll never forget when I saw my first cutlery set across the room. It it was it was love at first sight. What is the optimum um, material for cutlery? Would you say? <laughs> Trying to wind me up. <laughs> the the answer is steel alloy. Steel alloy. Steel, yeah, steel alloy. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, you can put a blend in there. They're using all sorts these days. Some of them fancy Americans. Uh, we've even had some uh, stuff made by. Uh, what's that country? You know the one, the one with the um, oh, with all the bikes and the cheese. What's that one? Um, Wales. That's it. And uh, they're working on some special space age alloy now with titanium, vanadium, scandium. In fact, scandium, titanium, vanadium, chromium, manganese. Iron, nickel, cobalt. I'm thinking, slow down a bit. There'll be no room for the steel. <laughs> They're putting all sorts in there. I'm saying you can't beat a good old steel alloy. Uh, but, yeah, feel free to mix a bit in there, as long as it's got steel. Remember, we mentioned it earlier, but plastic is drastic. Keep it real with steel. If you remember that, you won't go far wrong. But I should mention, people say, what's in between the prongs on a fork? What, what's in the gaps? Fresh air, O2. <laughs> 21% oxygen, 78% nitrogen, the rest, all sorts. If you have the feeling you've experienced an event before in real life, um, we call that deja vu. Um, if you feel like you previously experienced an event in a dream instead, there's a different term for that. That's deja vu. Could this be a dream? I know this much, my friend. If I'm eating soup 
and then I have my main course, and somebody brings me apple pie and custard, and I sometimes pick up my pick up my cutlery item, and I think, hang on a sec, I've used this item before. That we call deja spoon. Even if it's a fork or a knife, it's just a general term, really. Yep. Most people wouldn't pick up a fork. If you did, don't be a dork. Put down your fork. I would say if, if it's, this is the whole point. It depends what you're eating. We cannot think of every eventuality. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you use the right cutlery item for the right job. And remember, Take don't be a nutter. Use a knife to spread butter. Butter and, and uh, margarine. That, yeah, well, you say that it works with non-dairy spreads, olive spreads, and even that vegan stuff. Can we identify future serial killers by studying cutlery misuse in the very young? This is a good question, and it's one of those things that I suppose you might casually consider. Mm -hmm. I think we need to do the research. What we really need to do is get maybe a hundred kiddies and take them into a neutral surrounding, mm -hmm. feed them on Cocoa Pops for about five years, observe how they are eating, and then 50 years later, <laughs> see whether any of them did become serial killers. And that, by the way, it, it's pure chance that I got them to eat cocoa pops and then i mentioned cereal i'm not trying to introduce some kind of cheap gag i wish i'd got them to eat custard or something and then i wouldn't be uh, waffling on about this bit but um that's the only way to do it i think we probably could identify a link and certainly the ones that are running around with a knife stabbing the other kids that would probably be a better indicator Let's hope that this message gets out to the world. And it does make me think with that um, that Mars, uh, what do you call it, rover, Perseverance, mm -hmm. whether or not there's any chance of perhaps trying to broadcast this, not just across the interweb, but also maybe try and broadcast it out into space so other civilizations and life forms in other galaxies could maybe benefit from this knowledge. Yeah, um, I mean... I mainly use, uh, put it on YouTube and Facebook and, um, you know, the audio oh, well. audio things. But Oh, well. well, well I'll, I'll, I'll Google the Mars thing as well. You know. Yeah. That's good. I've heard, I've, I've heard this Google's good. To be honest, if this Ask Jeeves doesn't get any better, I'm thinking of moving over to Google. And we end, as always, uh, with the last question. And that is, what was the fifth cheese of my five cheese pizza? I once had a five cheese pizza. I can't remember the fifth cheese. Um, what do you think it is? And what's the reason for that? I think I know the answer to this question, but before I answer it, can I just warn your listeners? There's a lot of people eating pizza these days. Can't say I'm a fan. Same with these fast food burgers and your chicken uh, shacks. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff, it just encourages slovenly eating. Your pizza, people do not bother with cutlery. You're putting people out of work and... <laughs> You're risking all sorts eating food with your hands. So if you do yeah. order, if you do insist, I'm coming round to the fifth cheese. If you do insist on ordering takeaway food like pizzas, burgers, etc., mm. 
don't accept it arriving with no cutlery. And also, when you are allowed to go back into these establishments, walk up to the counter. Don't let them fob you off. Have you ever been given some plastic cutlery in a, in a little plastic packet? That's no good mm. to anyone. Look the owner or the assistant in the eye and just remind them, plastic is drastic, keep it real with steel. Now, the fifth cheese you're asking about. Even on, a, lo- even on a plane? On, even on a plane? <laughs> nice, nice question, my friend. Nice question. They will warn you that you're not allowed even to take a teaspoon onto a plane these days. Yeah? Let's face it. Last thing they want at 36,000 feet is some madman. Yeah, some madman trying to get into the uh, pilot's control area, the cockpit. I, I get a bit embarrassed when I call it the cockpit. I don't know why it's called that. Is it because of what it resembles? I don't know. I'll just call it the pilot's control area for now. Mm-hmm. The last thing they want is some madman or mad woman or child gone a bit crazy trying to get into that area with a teaspoon so uh even on a plane you might think is plastic allowed i'll say no what they should be doing is giving proper steel cutlery but just make sure it's chained down (laughs) now then the fifth cheese the fifth cheese i have a feeling to be honest I wasn't there, so I don't know for sure. But if you've got any sense, it would be a good, strong Wensleydale. Nice and crumbly, nice and tasty. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something for nothing. It's from Yorkshire. And like like, like the tea, like the puddings, and like the ladies and gentlemen and children, you can't go wrong with Yorkshire. So Wensleydale. Uh, no. No. Huh. Well, why you actually know what the cheese was, and you're asking me, and I wasn't there. And no, you I were. can't. I can't remember what it was. Well, how would you know it wasn't Wensleydale? <laughs> it's just, I think I would know it if I heard it. You would. You think you would, but there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my bones, I think I would know it if I felt it in my well, bones. If, you think, if you're thinking in your bones, my friend, you've got bigger problems than cheese. I don't know if you want to plug plug anything while we're here. Well, thank you for the offer. I do want to remind people to think once, think twice, think fork, spoon and knife. If they are interested in cutlery safety, they really should invest in a good podcast player. You can get them from Mm. all good retail outlets. And once they've purchased it, they need to load it up with a good quality podcast. And the best thing they could go, if they go to www.thefifthcheese.com, www.safecutlery.com that's s-a-f-e cutlery.com all one word not only will they find out about ian crawford they will see a link Mm. to the podcast alternatively they could they could just Mm -hmm. search spoon space sense podcast but don't type in the word space otherwise they'll end up with some podcast about spoon space so it's spoon Space, no, sorry, hold on. Spoon, sense, podcast, and they'll find it. And I tell you what, they better get there quick because it's so popular. I've not got room for many more listeners. 